Good evening, Patriots. And it's Wednesday, December 28th in the year 2022. And we are heading into the 29th Thursday already in the East Coast, which will be there shortly. Some interesting news to share, which we'll get to very shortly. A big victory, which we'll talk about. But Before we get there, couple of things. First, make sure that you're taking care of your home defense plan and keeping your skills up. And the best way to do that is iTarget Pro. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro. And this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. iTargetPro, check it out. So, Patriots, here is a very interesting little bit of news. I'm going to recount a couple of things just so we have it. So you know that um, Twitter, or not Twitter, uh, YouTube. YouTube banned the Christmas video. And um, it said that it violated the medical community safety guidelines or some garbage. Basically, it was Dr. Merritt's comments about parasites and how to keep yourself healthy in the new year. So they pulled the video, which had over five or 6,000 views on YouTube, a Christmas video, our two-and-a-half-hour Bards FM Christmas special. And so they pulled it, and they gave the Bards FM account a strike, Okay. So I know some of you have heard this. If you've been on the shows today, I'm just going to read it again, but there's an important follow-up that I'm going to give you here, and I'm getting to something, so just bear with me. I'm going to read again what I wrote to YouTube in my appeal, and my appeal was this. Dear YouTube, I just want to thank the former CIA and FBI agents working at YouTube for their efforts in ensuring that the death shot is protected so the damage to health, blood clots, heart disease, and medical side effects of the bioweapon are protected. The wonderful thing is that by denying this video and any comments made to protect health, you have also sealed your own destiny under Nuremberg Code and Nuremberg 2.0 trials. The best part is that you reading this will scoff at these words, thinking you are immune. We all wish you the best night's sleep, Maybe try the Bard's promo code and get some supplies from my pillow. But either way, your day is coming. So thank you for removing this video. You have added yet another strike on your future, on your destiny, and on your assurance of a trial. So that was my response. Now, I don't know if you know anything about YouTube, but these things usually are, they just go into the recycling bin. You're lucky if you even get a an acknowledgement. And I sent that out this morning somewhere, I'm going to say roughly around 11 this morning. So in less than 12 hours, this is what I got back. Here it goes. Hi, Bards FM. 
we have reviewed your appeal for the following, the Bard's Christmas special. After taking another look, we have confirmed that your content does not violate our community guidelines. Thanks for your patience while we reviewed this appeal. <laughs> so here's a couple of things I want to emphasize. All right. Truth is power. Truth is absolute power. It also tells you something, and this is a glimmer of light and a glimmer of hope. If they've responded to that email, they know that there's accountability coming, and they know what Nuremberg means, and they know they're guilty. So that is quite the little victory we've had there and a little insight into the great things to come. I want you to listen to this piece. It ties kind of right into that. This conversation comes up in our circles. What if they ban us on social media? You know what? Here's my answer to that. To me, it's not complicated. It's not complicated at all. I don't worry about that at all. If they ban us on social media, we will teach from our pulpits. If they confiscate our pulpits, we will preach in the fields. If they arrest us in the fields, we will preach in prison. And if they threaten us with death, we will not recount. If they kill us, we will go to heaven while God uses our influence on a generation yet to be born. We must be faithful to Christ. We must be faithful to this truth because this battle is fundamentally about the nature of truth itself. We cannot avoid this fight. We must be faithful. We must take up the cross and follow Christ. Yes, we must. It's fantastic words, and it's very to the point of all of this. We talk about it a lot, about the importance of speaking truth. And I'm going to be honest, that response from YouTube ranks as one of my great moments on the web. And I mean this. I mean, And that doesn't take away from any of the fantastic things we've had go on here. But to literally be able to speak hardened hard truth to the core. I wasn't mean. I was to the point of this. That truth got that video put back up and the strike removed. I don't, and again, if you're not familiar with YouTube, that's like a, not just a rare event. That's like the birth of Christ rare event. They just don't do it. When they pull you down, they're, they're done. And that strike stays there. And then it stays there for 90 days. And then you can't post anything for a week. And then the next time you can't post anything for two weeks. And then you, you lose all your privileges and all this other garbage. You know, it's just censor galore. But it really shows that the power of truth works. And that's truly the sort of spirit. And it's cutting right to the chase. And it's, and it's not softening it. This is what I'm trying to get at. That's pure love, to tell you the truth. And that's where we misunderstand love. We look at love like this squishy, like I need to be careful what I say. I don't want to offend them. Look, I, had, I don't care whether I offended them or not. I was going to speak truth and love. And the fact of the matter is, what I said, I truly meant. I wasn't playing around. I mean, I was honest. I, I, and if they want to use the Bard's Code to buy some my pillow stuff, that's cool too. Maybe, maybe they'll get a good night's sleep. And bring a little Mike Lindell in there. But the truth, the fact is that you, we have to be able to have the courage to stand up to evil and just speak truth and trust in Father God to lead that and understand that the fight we're in is a very, very difficult fight right now. It's super difficult because on one hand, we're compelled to be 
to reach into this heavenly space. Now, I'm just going to give an honest testimony here today because I, I think it's important. Um, look, sitting in this chair is not easy. And I'm really blessed because I have some amazing people around my life that I can seek counsel with. One is Pastor Brad Cummings. One is, and another one, I, a person I speak to every night, and he and I share stuff every night, and we, we talk back and forth about what's going on in the, in the world, is Duncan, Christian, uh, Kilted Christian, okay? I have another fantastic brother I speak to every couple weeks, Mark, down in Georgia, and I just, I have very good people in my life. I have an amazing mod team. I mean, just amazing. And I, I cannot, there's not words enough for me to express what I, truly how much they give to this group. And then, of course, and not to understate any of this, we have the whole Bards Nation group. But as far as my daily work, there's some great people around there that I can talk to. And in, the, in this last weekend, it was heavy. I was very... I enjoyed Christmas. We celebrated Jesus, but there's some really heavy stuff going on. And part of the heaviness is coming into these stories. You come after the weekend, you're celebrating Christ. You're, you had this great video we did. And we walk into, I walk into Monday and I'm just like, man, Lord, you know, here we did this great, beautiful Christmas message. And I come back here and I feel like I'm back in the, with a muckrake cleaning out the stalls again of rotten poo. And it just felt that way, pretty heavy. You know, this was Monday. And so I, I just took it to prayer. And I had some things that were cropping up that were really bothering me, just some things I witnessed. And it's irrelevant, but just things that were really eating on me. And I was just like, Lord, you know, what is this? And when you get to those places and I'm agitated, I, I just feel like there's a, this is the devil working always because he just kind of puts his, it's like he tries to slide his hand in between that beautiful connection we have with God. And I'm like, you know, I'm really like, devil, you put your hand in there. I swear I'm going to cut your damn fingers off and I'm going to feed them to the pigs. And then that, but these are really challenging emotional spaces because there is some real visceral emotions we all have right now. We talk about kids, that's visceral. We talk about the abuse of elderly, that's visceral, right? And we start talking about evil and, and look, you take my sword, I'll cut off the head of any lizard head. I have no problem. So there is a there is a part here of balancing everything, and I had to really dig in deep into kind of the warrior place because I, you know, I, this is another part in walking in this space as a foot in in the world of war and the foot in the world of of kingdom. I'm not going to kid you when I tell you that's a difficult walk for anybody to make. And I'm telling you this honestly because I, I'm not, and I don't want this to come across at all tonight like, hey, yo, folks, I've got it because I don't. It's an ongoing walk, but I'm sharing with you this journey because as, as you get into these spaces, it's easy to go one way or the other. It's easy to go all straight on kingdom and to just like, man, Father's got this, I'm going to take care of everything. And then you got the other side, it's like straight on warrior. You just want to like, screw this, give me my tools of war and I shall, I shall wage war by my own counsel, which isn't always the best either. But where we come down to ultimately is a very challenging point that we've all been placed in. One is that we are in war. It's not when the war is going to occur. It's not when the revolution is going to occur. 
It's the, the war has been ongoing and we have all been part of it. The other big piece to overcome is this idea of what war looks like. I have walked in a strange experience in war because I walked in the visceralness of war, the real war, the shooting, killing side of it. That's the stuff you kind of see in Hollywood. And then you have this other war that I was heavily involved in, which was the influence and informational war in a war zone where actual killing was happening. So those create some interesting spaces to walk in. And I just really had to get on into my prayers and literally on my knees and like, look, Father, I just, I don't know what this, where this is right now, but I've got to get clear in my path of where we're going and it's kind of a reset and it's an understanding that there's a side of me that literally is just getting absolutely fed up with this game we're in. There's a side of me that wants to say, take me home. And I know that's not what you want from me. And there's a side here that's putting, there's another side that wants to just like bunker up and go, just like push the world away. Whatever happens, happens. And I prayed on it a lot. And I prayed on this whole idea of like, where do you want me? And I'm going to tell you, this is when one of these moments happens is just, it's so powerful. And I, I was, I fell asleep through prayer and then I was just awake. And father was just showing me right there. He's like, it's the love of Jesus caring for the individual. That was it. And I could literally see it and feel it. It was the care and compassion of taking care of one another, one person at a time. It wasn't worrying about the big picture. It wasn't wasting our time of, of all this other stuff. I mean, it's good to keep informed. But the focus of everything he showed me, which was just a reminder that at the point of what Jesus was showing us, is it was one person at a time. And it was there that you were making that connection to heal and to ch- transform and to trust in him to do it. We walk around sometimes and we, and we all do it. We all walk, we walk around and we try to take the burden of this world on us. And I, you know, I, and I was doing it. I was like, you know, father, I'm just going to need your help to t- lift some of this because I'm feeling it on me. And I'm feeling the pressure on me. And so that's when, Literally, it's like, Jesus, I need your help. And I think we are just timid to do that sometimes. I'm not saying we don't do it. I'm not saying we don't. I'm not, I'm not saying you don't do it. I'm just saying we're, we're, not, we're not active in that space. At least I know I'm not. Let me put it that way. Because I, I tend to be that way. I'll take the world on my shoulders if I need to. If the God, God said, Scott, I need you to walk a thousand miles, I'd say, okay, Father, I'll do it. And so I tend to take that burden on. And I know that part of that test would probably be, and if you walk the thousand miles, why don't you consider asking for some help? And I would probably figure that out somewhere around mile 500 because that's me. And I just know myself well enough. It's like, all right, there's that mountain. Let me climb it. All right, give me my ax and give me my ropes and I'll be climbing up the side of that thing. <laughs> and then I'm about halfway up the mountain. I'm like, oh, this sucks. The wind's blowing. My tent's not setting up halfway up on the mountain. My hands are cold. My feet are cold. My socks are wet. My boots are wet. 
And then I'd be like, oh, hey, 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 father. And he'd be like, yeah, um, can you give me a little help here? I'd be like, yeah, I'd be waiting. I was waiting when you were going to pull your head out of your backside and figure that one out. I'm like, now? He'd like, sure. All you had to do was ask. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, that was kind of tough. He'd be like, yeah, you sure made that tough. You feel better now? Like, I feel cold. It's like, good. Get in your tent and warm up and start remembering where your warmth comes from. It's me. Like, okay, gotcha. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's this incredible relationship we have had with Father. And we kind of do these extreme things. One is like, he, Father's going to fix it all for us, which he's not. And then we do the other thing. It's like, I'm going to do it all, and then I'm going to pray on it, which is dumb. So as I get back to that place and this, and I was kind of in both of those extremes. And it's what I, when I talk to about putting one foot in the trench and one foot in kingdom trench being trench warfare, I mean, literally like the war zone, the other side in the kingdom and you're walking in both and you've got to keep the balance between both. And this gets back to breath. And it's amazing because when I finally harangued myself at four in the morning, to finally get on my damn knees and to pray to Father as I couldn't sleep and I was agitated and my hip was hurting like crazy because I torqued it over the weekend doing cows and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm in this kind of angry, pity me nonsense mode, which was definitely there. Finally get on my knees and I'm praying and breathing and just focusing and just like, just, just focusing on the breath of Father God. Focusing on the presence of Father God. And it just all quiets down. And man, it just gets so peaceful. And it's it's almost bliss. You just want to hang there. And you do, you as long as you can. But that's when it's an understanding that like that's where we recharge. It's the reminder of almost like God says to you, it's like. Hey, look, I'm always here, dude. Like, are you going to keep putting it off? Or are you going to finally come in and recharge? Let me, re- let me refit you. And it's literally just in his breath. And these conversations ensue in just such different ways and how they're, how things manifest in our dreams and how things manifest in our day. And we're paying attention because we're living through that experience with God. We're sharing that experience with God. And pretty soon, you know, we're speaking truths. And then sometimes we speak truths and we're like, what did I just say? But if we trust in God, it's exactly as it should be. And the powerful things start to transform. I'm, you know, I look at this YouTube thing and I'm smiling ear to ear when that happened tonight. I was laughing. I'm like, who would have ever imagined that that email, which was truth but loaded with snark, would have cut through their garbage and got a response, which had to come from a human being because an AI is not going to figure that one out that fast. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it wasn't AI because the human beings are so retarded they can't figure it out. I don't know. One way or another. That trust in him, that delivery of truth with 
something that was fully intended to celebrate Jesus. Think about that. That that video was intended to celebrate Jesus. And in many different forms it took from front to back, that's what its message was. And they went so far as to pull it down. God shall not be mocked. And God will not be mocked. And there again is our trust. I didn't get upset over it. I just, I literally, when I saw it, I just shrugged my shoulders last night. I'm like, whatever, here we go. Okay. And I just let it sit the night. And as that settled in, it became clear in the morning after I prayed this morning, exactly what I needed to do. No malice in my heart. You know, it's like, hey, dude, you, you got an option now. And it's literally that. It's like, you all have an option here. This is just another chink in your armor, another strike on your life. And I'm not the one taking it either. So I hope this encourages this little example because it is a, it's a demonstration of a victory. A beautiful one. Small, but we need small victories. General Scott Miller, one of the greatest generals we have produced ever, retired, I guess, about two years ago. He retired once the hand puppet Biden came into power. Scott Miller had been on the ground in Somalia. He was part of the team that went in to get those boys out in Somalia. Scott Miller led the operation that snagged uh, Hussein in Iraq. Scott Miller is just literally, as a general, general, he's a legend. He's led Delta teams. He's, he was a commander of Delta Force at one point. He was commander of J- Joint Special Operations Command. He was commander of big units down in Fort, uh, Fort Benning. I mean, he, he is quite the guy. And I, I had the honor and privilege of working very close to him on his team, which is a small 45-man team that was hand-selected in Afghanistan. So as things would happen, and we got to the end of his tour, and I, I was the one selected in my area of, of what I was doing. I was part of what was called the Commander's Initiative Group. I was the one that gave him the final brief for what we were doing in the Commander's Initiative Group before he left country. And this is one of these crazy, everything could go, everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong in that briefing. His, the final briefing to the general you respect who's looking at you to be able to lay out the, the plan of what we're going to be doing for information warfare for the next year as he's stepping out of country. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And it got, and we, we had three videos I was going to play. I was showing them to him, and they got all screwed up because the tech guy didn't know what he was doing. And I remember Scott Miller looked at me, and he said, Scott, he goes, do you want to just call it a day and go out and smoke a cigar? I took a deep breath. I said, no, sir, I don't. I said, I really want to finish this brief to you. And I looked at the tech guy. <laughs> it, it was one of my better moments in front of the general. And I told the tech guy, I said, if you play another video in this entire presentation, I'm going to personally cut your throat in front of the general. And he says, okay, I won't. I said, good. And I looked back at the general. And I said, okay. So let's finish this thing. So we finished the brief and he got it all. And, and he, he pushed back in his chair and he looked at me and he said, Scott, before you start your revolution, 
I want you to remember these words, small victories, small victories. And he went on to explain. And it was a, a really insightful and probably one of the greatest moments our greatest bit of advice I've had both for business and for operations ever. And it's the reminder that we succeed not by going for big victories, but by accomplishing small victories. And even as tiny as they seem, they are what we build upon to gain momentum, to gain operational successes so that we can build to bigger successes and to have big victories. Every big victory is built on small victories. Everyone. And as we embrace that, we start to understand even in the fundamentals of walking as disciples in Christ. When we talk about a nation needing to come to repentance, it does need to. We talk about a nation needing to rekindle its true meaning of righteousness within its heart. It needs to happen. But that's not accomplished by somebody on a pulpit at a national level. It's accomplished by the individual actions each and every day. Those small victories like taking on YouTube, which is a small victory. It's the small victory of meeting with your neighbor and getting them to say, man, I, how come you are the way you are? It's like, because I, I live and walk with Jesus. And they're like, I want to learn that and let me show you. Those are the small victories. Literally one person at a time, one neighbor at a time. And as we developed, as we developed that habit of doing small victories, pretty soon we look around and we're like, wow, look at that. Like, look at this and look at that. Look what's happening now. And in one way or another, we're probably connected to it if it's in the direction we've been working. That's another version of sowing seeds and getting that in a place where we're constantly working towards small victories. And even in the moments where we don't even think we have a victory, many times we gain big victories. As we walk and live and breathe through the body of Christ and walk and live and breathe in that life of the Holy Spirit, our presence alone is something that's transformational. And many times we can't even identify the impact we've made until we witness it or maybe some big shift has occurred. Maybe we never know exactly where we played in, but we can see the effects of change. And we know in our heart that in that walk, we were part of that change. That's the beauty of the body of Christ is there is no singular victor. No one person gets to take credit for this. That's the beauty of it. And it's by design and by intention. And we work forward as a body and that's where the numbers never matter. I've done this exercise before, and I'll just do it briefly to kind of give you the thought. But imagine if today you were to have talked to one person about Jesus. And they in turn agreed to talk to somebody else about Jesus, just to introduce Operation as we move forward, one plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Four plus four is eight. Eight plus eight is 16. 16 plus 16 is 32. 32 plus 32 is 64. 
64 and 64 is 128. You see how fast this multiplies. When you do that numbers out, by the time you get to the end of the month, you've covered huge swashes of the United States. Unbelievable how quickly that goes. All it takes is one-to-one. That's small victories. And that's the magnification of small victories at unprecedented levels. And all that takes is a commitment in our heart to be committed to pushing that forward. For me, sharing this victory with YouTube is just to resonate that out there so that others, maybe if they get if they run into the situation, will try the same method. But it also gives the confidence of rippling that out there to know that we are actually winning. And there's so much in that message tonight from YouTube. The fact that there's a response to it, like I said, totally indicates to me that someone is very aware of some very heavy-handed legal accountability that they're going to have to face. And it's important to grab that. Small victories lead to big victories. We need to stay forward in everything we do. And that was another part of this whole prayer session I went through this weekend, which is the mountain. And again, it's when I'm looking at this mountain and it's seeming huge. I mean, let's be real. We start looking at the levels of integration of these people have the technologies, the, the pay systems, the, 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 uh, surveillance systems. This is insane. And they've woven this in to such a degree. And yet what I'm reminded about in that same prayer process with father is you are only seeing the side that they want you to see. You're not seeing what I see. And that's, he takes me back to what the love of Jesus, literally the love and giving of Jesus to one person. When you make that, that connection, that powerful connection to heal, to transform, to bring to Christ, to cast out demons, to do that relationship with Jesus on a one-on-one basis. It is the true power of loving of the heart and giving to another. That powerful connection is something so great and so fundamentally shocking to this entire system that it's ripping away foundational pillars off of their what they built. Not just chipping away. We like to think that sometimes that all we can best do is like a little ice axe tapping away at a solid brick of ice. That's not the way Father works. Where two or three are gathered means something. And that means that as we start to move and we start to move with that body of Christ and we're starting to move with that power of love of Jesus into somebody's life, you're, you're breaking full pillars that they have built on because ultimately everything they build is built on sand. Oh, believe me, they're, they're two bit tin hatted tin soldier. God with a little G tries to convince them that they're mightier than us. We are the children of the most high And as we embrace what that means, and this again, I mean, I was just, my fuel was run down. I'm going to be honest. I came out of that weekend. I'd worked hard for the whole week on the video and the podcast, and I was tired. 
And when you get tired, your armor sometimes slips. Mine did. And I'm smart enough to know that when that happens, I'm not going to sit in that place long. I'm going to sit down with Father and go, okay, look, here is honestly where my heart is. What am I doing here? And the one thing I've told you over and over from my way of talking to God is that I don't hold back on where I'm at. I'm respectful, but I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I, 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 I don't, I'm really, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not having a bad day. I'm not doing that. I'm like, I open it up. I'm like, Hey God, guess what? This sucks. I need, I need to talk to you father because this sucks. I'm looking at this world right now and it sucks. This is a complete toilet bowl I'm looking at. And you know what father, there's moments right now that I just want to dig into a bunker and load up on ammo and just like be done with this stuff. In fact, if you want to set me free to go out here with my sword and start doing that stealth, I'm happy to do that too, because these dirt bags need to go. Let me know when the Jericho call comes up because I'm right there. <laughs> you, there's usually a little bit of silence that comes from that. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. He's waiting. He's just waiting for me to finish. And then, and then it's like, you done? Like, yep, I feel better now. Good, because I got something to say. Oh, I figured so. Here it goes. What is it? The word is Jesus, fool. I'm like, oh, I know. But but love doesn't sound as, as sexy, Father. I didn't tell you that it was supposed to be sexy. I'm talking about winning. Do you want to win? It's like, yes, I want to win. How much do you want to win? Like a massive amount. I want to bring these people to their knees and crush them. Crushing is my job. You can bring them to the knees, though. How are you going to do that? And that's where it comes in. Love, the power of love, the love of our neighbor. And man, I'll tell you. It doesn't, I, and I'm not kidding you. It doesn't always, I, I would much rather sometimes be like, oh, I'd rather be tying up my pack and pumping my ammo into my, my magazines and come on, man, I'm going to bring this thing. I want some more here. <laughs> and God's like, yeah, I know, whatever. Are you, are you going to win with the war of my way? Or are we going to win with the blood of your way that's going to leave a rift for about 20 generations? Oh, all right, Father, you got you win on that one. It's like, of course I win. I'm Father, you're not. I'm like, okay, got it. And therein is the power of where we are. It's truly the power of, of that love with Jesus. And it's mighty. And it's not squishy. It's living within that moment of resonating with the perfection that God gave us in this world, realizing that where we are is exactly where he needs us to be, accepting and embracing that moment for the full scope of what it is, breathing with him, exhaling with him, understanding that everything around you is him in that moment, in that time, in absolute perfection. And when we can embrace that moment right there, everything else just falls away. Your enemy's got nothing on you. He can stand before you. He can be doing his nunchuck or whatever things he's doing, his karate dances, his threats, his whatever. You just breathe in and breathe out. And it's like, hey, yo, I am the son 
or I am the daughter of the Most High. We're not moving. I'm not bowing. I'm not going to shake for anything you do. But I want you to know something. I love you, and that's why I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. You're going to bow before him. You're going to be accountable to him, and you can dance all you want. You can threaten all you want, but you will end up bowing before him. And I have no fear for anything you're going to do to me, because at the end of the day, no matter what you do to me, I end up where I need to be, and you will still have to face him. That mightiness of of righteousness that flows into our heart, that presence of righteousness that we present into the world, that confidence is what we honestly need to have in everything we do. Whether it's at the school board where you're talking to them because they give you one minute, you need to remind them who they're accountable to. You need to speak with that fearlessness of your voice of knowing that Jesus is right there with you and to do so not with anger or venom, but just to remind them truly that true love is honesty. It's anchored in truth no matter what. It's anchored in that truth in the word. And if you don't like what I say, too bad because the word is going to cut through their heart faster than anything we can do. And coming from that place of truth, there's nothing that they can put up as a shield that will prevent it from cutting through. Do you know one of the reasons they like to cut people off and derail them in their conversations is because they're fearful of the words that can be spoken, that might be spoken with the Holy Spirit, that will ultimately level them and crush them to the ground. Within them, there is that nascent nascent fear that they know that if the words are spoken, if the word and the love of Jesus is put before them, they will have no defense. Their own little God, little G God knows that. That's why he stirs them up in such emotional rage so that all they do is they just chat and talk and they intersect and they try to cut you off. But it only takes a few perfectly placed words that that Christ will put upon your tongue to speak through and to cut them to cinders. And one of the most powerful things anybody can ever do in the midst of all this craziness is when somebody's losing their mind is just to say, you know what? I know you're hurt and you don't even want to hear it, but I'm still going to pray for you. You want to join me or you want me just to pray for you? One of the most disarming things we could possibly do So, it's something to take to heart. It's something to take to prayer to seek clarity of mission. To me, everything that we do is about mission. The Bible is, to me, a strategic story about warfare. It's a book of war and how to win. It's about the trials of war and what we face. It's about an enemy that when we look at it, we see the enemy's doing the same thing. He may not look exactly the same as in the scripture, but he's doing the same thing. There's nothing new under the sun. They try to give it a different spin. They'll try to change the language. They'll try to tell you that, oh, that's not what we really meant. It's At the end of the day, they're doing the same thing over and over. 
And in the end of the day, we see the same story play out. God always wins. But he wins through his mighty men and women of God. And it takes the resolve of absolute truth in the heart. It takes a fearlessness to step into the world and not bow or bend. And it takes the belief and trust that he will deliver justice. With no anxiety, no angst, no venom in your heart. Just to walk purely in that power, that anchored power of the love of Jesus to know that what you put before the one that stands before you, that he places before you, is the mission before you. And through that, we conquer the one that is set free from the hands of the devil. And as they are set free, it's like an explosion beyond any imagination within the spiritual realm. We are destroying demons, destroying their strongholds. And that's coming one at a time. Because every time they lose one, it's like, it's just a scream of terror that they have to endure of realizing the power of the Holy Spirit has struck again. Let those demons squirm. Let them bask in the fire of hell. We must set ourselves free, keep ourselves free, and help others to be set free. Mission and purpose every day, one person at a time, small victories that ultimately lead to the massive victory of the kingdom over this land. Let's pray. Jesus, just thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for the constant reminder of what the power of love truly is. That word is so burdened in our world. It's so distorted by Lucifer himself. It takes on the physical form. It takes on the lust. It takes on the gender confusion takes on the irrational acceptance of everything. And yet that's not what it's supposed to be. So we just pray, we start tonight, we're just praying for the purging of those irrelevant meanings and purposes of the word of, of love. And instead to focus truly on that true tent, intent of love through you, Jesus. Agape love, that a love that sits within the moment, within the breath of Father. That love that... It, permeates through ourselves to understand the righteousness that burns within our heart. That love that establishes a limit of what we will do and won't do and what the power of truth and the mightiness of the sword of the spirit is when we wield it. The truth that under, the, the power of love that understands the power of truth to speak truth to power, that there is literally power of life and death on our tongue. That is the power of love. And so we pray for that power of love to settle into people's hearts And in so doing, to embolden the many in this hour, which is so critical, to literally answer the call, to stand up and face this evil in every place it shows its face, to never bow to it, and to trust 100% into you that justice shall be delivered. 
And then our role continues to be to walk in that place of love and a forgiving heart to turn justice over to you and to walk boldly there, fearlessly there in this world as the disciples of all that you bring and have given. So guide us in this time. Bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's um, kind of a never-ending opportunity here to succeed greatly. I think that's the part to remember and remember proudly and boldly. The darkness is greatest before the light. The darkness is greatest before the light. And in these hours right now, sometimes it seems like this is getting darker, but it's actually not. We're seeing things more clearly. We're in the twilight just before sun, sunrise. If you've ever been in that space, camping or in particular camping, you know that in that twilight hour just before sunrise, it is also the coldest. It's when temperature drops another two, three, sometimes 10 degrees. It's hardest to see because there's the, the blurriness of the light with the darkness that's fading. Things get confused. Your eyes have a difficult time focusing. You can't make out details. And then suddenly, suddenly the light breaks. And when it does, you feel almost immediately the warmth of the sun. And everything transforms. Your eyes clear up. Your focus is better. The world comes to life. Patriots, we're sitting in that darkness heading in twilight right now. And what we need to do is never stop speaking truth in these moments. Because as that sun starts to come up, when it finally pops, it's going to move fast. And then suddenly everything becomes clear. So speak truth. Never hesitate with truth because truth is the mightiest weapon we can wield. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for bended knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body Oh, I want to open my hands 
sweet.